Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another edition of The Bonus Room. We are coming to you live, not from The Bonus Room. We are actually coming to you live virtually. I am actually in my apartment, which is The Bonus Bonus Room. And Santi is actually in the bonus I'm in the bonus room, you guys. I'm holding it down for the whole crew, man. We had to do the Zoom. COVID is still here. So we coming to you virtually. I got my mans in Sacramento, my man in Dina. So we gonna make it happen today, man. Today's a special episode. It's the post-draft episode. What's up? Glad to be back again. Let's go. NFL season should be a great one. It's been a while, bro. You know, I, what was it like two years ago when you made that crazy prediction about the about the Colts? Or no? Oh, you know what? That was last year. It was a last was year last prediction. Year? You know what? I, so I'm gonna make up for my mistake. You know. Yeah, man, well, you can't be such a home. But you, you know, lost. I, to be honest, I think I picked the Seahawks too. So I think we're both on that crazy yeah, homer so we, boat. We both, we both. So hopefully this year, you know, our teams will make it in the playoffs. At least. We'll see. We'll see. But our other guest, our last and final guest, you know him. We them boys back in the building, live from Sacramento, California, is Rajiv Peterson. How are you, man? I'm good. I don't have my cowbell. I wish I did, but I'm not there yet. Still, Pretty soon, still, man. Nah, I still, I still rep LA. It's all good. We're going to go ahead and get started with uh, my squad, the Seahawks. So, uh, you know, I am the biggest Seahawks fan, and I have to say, for once, I'm happy with this draft. This is a good, a good class. Draft. It was a good class. For once, Pete Carroll and John Schneider said, you know what? We're not going to get cute this draft. We're actually just going to pick the best player available for the position that we need. Because in years past, the Seahawks have always like done the stupidest shit of thinking they're outsmarting everyone else. I don't know if you guys remember a guy named LJ Collier. Mm. He's a first round draft pick mm-hmm. from like three years ago from TCU, a defensive end guy was a bust. When they picked him in the first round, everyone's like, why are we picking him? He's like a third round talent, but Pete Carroll and John Schneider thought they were smarter than everyone and drafted him. He didn't work out. Shod Penny. They, Mel Kiper always says never take a running back in the first round. What did they do in think 2018? They took a freaking running back in the first round. That guy has been hurt. So there's just been there's just been bad drafts. Ever since, of course, the 2012 draft where they got Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, uh, Bruce Servin, you know, Chris's homie when we drafted him. Bruce. Uh, <laughs> Bruce from Mount Sac. Uh, it's been it's been really bad. But this year, uh, I liked it. Our first pick was uh, Cross, Charles Cross from Mississippi State. You guys know anything about him? Nah, nah. Tell us. <laughs> nah, he was. Uh, he was. Did, did he come from Mississippi State? Mississippi State. He was rated one of the best uh, pass uh, pass blockers in the nation. Uh, you know, he was under Mike Leach, so he was in that air raid offense. So he only pass block really. He never run block. Um, he is six five, three hundred and seven pounds. So it's funny how right when we trade away Russell Wilson, what do the Seahawks do? We get some pass blockers. Uh, so they're obviously trying to protect Drew Locke and whoever the future of the quarterback is in Seattle. And then my favorite pick of the draft, which is a little controversial right now among Seahawks fans, was Ken Walker III from Michigan State. You guys know about this guy? Um, I saw I like him play. I, I like the pick. I like the pick. You know, they're going to go with the – 
I'm gonna say two two headed monsters since Chris Carson can't stay healthy, but I, I like Kenneth Walker and, and Rashad Penny um, duo. I think they could be the nice the nice three three headed monster. Know. Yeah. So he, I mean, five nine two eleven. He's not the biggest guy, but he's a lot like he's a lot like Rashad Penny. He won't run through you, but he'll make you miss. And then as soon as he makes you miss and he has a lane, bam, he's gone. So it was a little high for running back, second round, ninth pick, uh, a little high for running back. I didn't even think we needed running backs, um, but obviously running backs, you know, they get hurt throughout the season. So having a nice rookie and seeing if we can get anything out of him from his rookie deal, we don't want to be like the Cowboys and sign Zeke for uh, millions of dollars and then have him actually produce nothing. So, <laughs> so I like that pick. And then overall, you know, we got a, a couple corners. We got our own Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati. My man is 6'2", 193 pounds, muscular, is quick to the ball, jittery. Uh, he, I guess he lacked in some agility at the combine, I guess at the agility test. But overall, I think he did. I think he's going to be a great corner for us. And then we also got Tariq Woolen. 6'4", 205 pounds from University of Texas, San Antonio. He ran a 4.34 at mm, the combine. At that size? At that size. So he's skinny. Ooh. He has huge. He has a huge stride. He's a really raw talent. I know Pete Carroll looked at him the same way he looked at DK Metcalf. He's like, all right, this guy has all the physical intangibles. Bring him here. We'll coach him up, and we'll see what's what. So we got him in the – in the fifth, actually, he really fell. But we got some nice picks. Then we got a couple wide receivers who probably won't even make the squad. <laughs> and But mainly, I, I like that we we focused on the tackle position by getting Abraham Lucas from Wazoo and getting uh, Charles Cross from Mississippi State. So overall, I give our draft a B+. Plus. Um I still think we're lacking in the inside linebacker position, especially when we lost Bobby Wagner to the Rams. And then I think we're also lacking in the center position and they didn't address either of those. So, but we did address, I think the two main concerns, which were the tackle position because Dwayne Brown isn't coming back. And also the uh, corner position because we have no corners. DJ Reed signed with the jets. And I think that was the only corner we really had. So this is a, I give this draft a B plus. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes with this rookie class. Oh, interesting uh, fun fact. So Jody Allen, who is now the owner of the Seahawks, Paul Allen's uh, widow, uh, she was actually in the draft room this year. And so some of the Seahawk beat writers were saying, it's funny how as soon as Jody joined the war room that they had the best draft in 10 years. So they were saying that Jody Allen was probably telling Pete Carroll, like, hey, don't go for that guy. Just pick who we have on our board, who's the best available, and go with him. Don't worry about the guy who nobody seems to be looking at except for your dumbass. So, oh, and we didn't get a quarterback. Everyone thought we were going to get Matt Corral or another quarterback. Mm-hmm. No quarterback. So we're going to ride with Drew Locke for this season, hope for the best. And then worst case scenario, Hall, tell you Dina boy. Come up to Seattle. Bryce Young, <laughs> Bryce Young. He's, the, you know, he's the number one pick. So the whoever's number one pick next year, Texas. Do you think he's, you think he's projected he's gonna, to be the first? 
He's yeah, he's already, already right now. If you look at all the the mock drafts, he's uh, number one. But honestly, you know, like uh, you know, me and my pops, you know, said previously, he is a small quarterback, so it's it's going to be interesting to see these GMs and scouts um, really really try to break it down because um, he has a strong arm and he's pretty accurate. So we'll see um, next year where he? he falls. He's about 5'10, 5'11, 190 nah, pounds. Bryce Young is 5'10. So yeah, yeah. 5'10, 5'10. So he remember, remember Vernon Adams, uh, the quarterback yeah. at Oregon? He's mm-hmm. he's a little bit shorter than him, um, and a little bit thinner. So he's smaller than than what uh, Vernon Adams was. And, you know, um, Man, we'll see how he trains. I don't know if I want another short quarterback. Never mind. I'll take the guy from Ohio yeah. State who's like 6'4. Oh, yeah. CJ Stroud is good too. He, he's IE. probably the yeah, IE. I'm sure it's uh, – I think it, we can definitely talk about this later, but I think it's kind yeah. of indicative to how the draft went this year with the quarterbacks. I think there's kind of some foreshadowing to next year. Oh, mainly yeah. Mainly because, you know, a lot of these quarterbacks, there's there's some decent ones out there, you know, but a lot of them were injured riddled or, you know, they just, they just didn't, you know, really highlight what a first or second round pick would need unless someone really had a – a big hole, which obviously 31 teams didn't, right? So, yeah, I think it was the longest uh, yeah. before a quarterback was taken in the first round. It was yeah. the longest it's ever been. And then the other quarterbacks weren't taken into the third round. So yeah. it was like really, like no one was really looking yeah. for quarterbacks. Yeah. Hey, yes, I think, it was, a, and, I think and, it was the first you... time since 1988 that a quarterback, a second quarterback hadn't been picked. Uh, you know, in, in the draft, and then it came what 85 or 86 as the second pick, which was crazy. Yeah, the quarterback class was trash. That's what I was telling yeah. everyone this year that the quarterback was, wasn't good. I mean, yeah, you could take a risk on like Matt Corral or you know, Kenny Pickett, you know, he's an accurate guy, but what about his small hands? How's he going to handle the ball? Um, Desmond Ritter, <laughs> can, can you guys hear my dog? Yeah, no, yeah, 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 he, he's cool. I thought that was a door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know why he's crying um but yeah so so anyway so desmond ritter who's been like a polished college football player four-year starter he i don't know no one wanted to take a chance on him i mean or teams kind of need quarterbacks i mean cowboys yeah, riding with all Dak? the teams really i mean there's odd, yeah i mean you could look at probably half the league and say that every team needs a quarterback right but do they want to waste a, a pick on a quarterback immediately and, you know, him yeah. fizzle out after a year or you go after a proven position player that you know is going to, you know, make a difference and probably be there for, you know, hopefully at least five to seven years. I think that's better than, than taking a risk on a quarterback who may fizzle out in a year or two, or, you know, could just ride the bench for a year and then he may not even play. So, yeah. um, you know, you gotta, you gotta think about the mentality of just longevity, longevity of when you're, you know, drafting a player. And like you said before, you know, with the Seahawks, I think you just have to pick like the best available player and those weren't the best available players at the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was wild to see quarterbacks go so late this season. It's usually like there's some of the first guys taken in the top 10 picks, but can we talk about the receivers five in the first round? Crazy. Like bro, receivers were going off the board like crazy. Drake made some money too, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, because he bet on Drake London. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> I was kind of about that. That's funny. <laughs> but that was a that was an easy call right there. You know, we all knew um, Drake London was the best receiver. Man, um, but I never saw know, Drake London. He, was, he reminded me of, like, Calvin Johnson. 
what? He dominated every Pac-12 game that, you know, as long as he got the ball, this guy was like, a, he would just go up and get the ball viciously. Like, he wanted the ball. Like, that was the only receiver I've seen this year that really wanted to, to go up and get the ball. All the other receivers were speedsters, you know, great route runners. But um, he just, he, he stood out overall, you know, good blocker. You know, great hands, great route runner. Um, I mean, so he he's was definitely a clear a freak. call um, for me I'm too de- as well. He's, he's definitely a freak at six four. Yeah, it's just like I remember sometimes I'd watch those USC games, man. It looked like he'd be running lazy routes. Like it was just like, you know, like it because you know a lot of the corners in the Pac twelve are short. They're like like maybe under six feet. There were very few that were like six one, six two. But I just feel like he would run these lazy routes and just. Uh, old boy Keaton Slovis would just chuck it up there and then he just catch it over anyone. So I'm interested to see how he does the NFL where he's going to face some really good corners and see if he can like tidy up his route running. Cause to me, he just, I don't know. He didn't look that good, but I mean, Chris Olave to the Saints, yeah. I think that's, you know, what I, no, I was going to say, I think, I think the, you know, three top receivers were def- definitely Drake London, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. I think they could have gotten any order to be honest after that. Yeah. It's just like, it's just a wide margin. So, I mean, you know, those are the three best, and then it just kind of dropped off after that. I know that, you know, like Jameson Williams was there, mm-hmm. you know, Jahan Dotson. Those are good. I mean, mm-hmm. hopefully it's not like a, a Jalen Rigger, Justin Jefferson mess up or anything. Oh, like, yeah. You know? I couldn't but, believe that. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of these receivers in the first round is guaranteed not to probably be that good. I yeah. doubt all six of them are, like, future pro bowlers. So somebody whiffed. We just don't know who. But hey, Steph, yeah, could, how's how's your boy um uh Boye Mafe? That was an interesting pick. Uh the edge rusher from Minnesota. Yeah. Goal yeah. Uh I liked it because like I said, in the in the past, Pete Garrow and John Schneider, they would keep getting these defensive ends or linebackers from the Big 12. And anyone who watches college football knows that the Big 12 does not play defense. Like mm their their defense is terrible so to get guys like lj collier from tcu jordan brooks from texas tech and all these other players that we would get in the first round or second round it was just it was annoying but to see to get someone from minnesota those corn beef and potato guys like that boys that 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 makes me happy so we'll see he was uh he was projected to be a first rounder um by a lot of uh, draft analysts so to get him in the second round i was pretty content with that because we we do need edge rushers, especially with uh, uh, old boy shipping out um, Carlos Dunlap. He's no longer on the team, so we just got a bunch of young guys at the defensive end position. So hopefully, that's a that builds a foundation for the defense. I think they're just going to try and do what they did in 2012 with the Super Bowl teams. They're going to try and well, actually no, they built they built from the DBs down in 2012, but now they're trying to do line and up. Which I think is a that's the right way, yeah, Yeah. best way. And they're switching over to four three defense. Um, Oh yeah, that's that's what they should run. You know that they want outside linebackers holding outside contain, and they they just they want versatile guys to drop in coverage, and so these are the kind of guys that they're picking. So I was I was pretty content with this. So like I said, overall Seahawks give them a B plus. We'll see how John and Pete develop them because that's another issue is that they seem to just not even develop their guys. So, I mean, the talent's there this year. So, if they can develop them, then cool. Let's keep it rocking. If not, send their ass out because <laughs> I'm starting to get tired of these guys. But tell me, Santi, what do you think of the Raiders draft? 
Hey, I was real happy with the Raiders draft. Um, two running backs, a, huh? Two running backs, man. So that's a sign for our boy uh, Josh Jacobs because we didn't pick up his fifth year option. We didn't pick up fifth year option with three players. Josh Jacobs, Clean and Farrell, and Jonathan Abram. The three guys we got from the Khalil Mack trade. Now, Clean and Farrell has really not been healthy. He hasn't showed promise. And he went overall number four. So if he doesn't ball out this year, we're not re-signing him. Get the fuck out of here. And then Josh Jacob was next. You know, he had a good, I think, rookie year, second year. He got hurt a little bit last year. But if he could stay healthy and get over like 1,100 to 1,200 yards, I think we're going to re-sign him. It just really all depends on his health because, man, he has that. He's just that power back that could just hit the gap and just boom. And him and Drake this year, remember Drake broke his leg at like towards the end of the season. So we didn't have him going into playoffs playing against the Chargers or the Bengals. So we could really use, uh, we really missed him uh, going into those games. But so yeah, Drake London, Josh Jacobs, we're going to see how they do. And then the third pick, the third that we didn't pick up the fifth year option was Jonathan Abram. And man, I like that player. He's he plays tough. He's he's a uh, he's fast. He's like a missile, but he makes dumb plays still. And then he hurts himself. He got hurt his rookie year. Then he got hurt last year. So it's like, yo, Abrams, like you're a great tackler, but like you gotta like play smart. And he out here playing like he's still in Mississippi State, man, flying around. And it's like you can't be doing that in the pros. So because we got this Trayvon Morgan last year and Trayvon Morgan has been balling for us as a rookie. So, so yeah, so going into our draft, we had to fix our offensive line and just keep pounding, keep putting people in the trenches. So we got two tackles this year, two edge rushers and a D tackle, and then two running backs. I really like Zamir white. That guy comes from Georgia, a bulldog. He's a beast. He's a, uh, he's just, he's just all around back, man. And he's not the biggest dude, but man, the way, the way he hits that gap too. So I feel like Josh Jacobs is going to really take him under his wing and like, yo, like let's ball out. So Zamir White was great. I don't know honestly too much about the last running back we took with was our last pick. I think Seahaw might know uh, more Britton Brown. Seahaw, what's, what's what, going on? What college? UCLA, baby. Brenton Brown. Oh, you know what? I do know a little bit about him. I know he was a, a transfer that okay. Chip Kelly got over there his last year. And he actually had those um, started off the year good with um, with that the other running back they had. Um, but he's a big running back. I know he's okay. like six, six feet, 205, 210. So he's a nice like power running back from what I okay. um, hear. So and then, yeah, we just uh, our next pick was uh, Neil Farrell Jr. from LSU. D lineman, man, I saw his tape nasty. We need that. And then Matthew Butler, D tackle from Tennessee. Great. And then Munford from Ohio. Uh, no, they are Munford Jr. from Ohio State tackle. So, so yeah, man, we, uh, I feel like we made some good picks. These guys should just like, you know, we're, we're building the trenches because, you know, we just signed Derek Carr, another 40 mil for like what, I think three years about three, four years, and he got his boy D. Adams. So we need to protect Derek Carr, and we need to get make sure D. Adams has time to get the catch the ball. So I like our draft. We have a new coaching staff. We are called the New England Raiders now. And I'm ready, man. I'm ready for this season. 
we got the Colts coming up at home. We got 49ers in Vegas. So I'm excited for the Raiders season. I just hope we can make it back to the playoffs and uh, run it back. So my total grade of the Raiders would be A minus to B plus. A minus. I think we're in the A minus because we got we needed two tackles and we got we picked up a lot on the D in the trenches in the in the defensive lineman. Did we need the, did we really need that last running back? Not really, but that's why I give it an A minus. But it's B plus A minus around there. We're gonna see how we're gonna see how we do. But hey, I love this draft. High. I love this draft better than the last draft. That's for damn sure because we had Damon Arnett. We had we had players that we didn't even keep. So this this draft was a lot better than last year's because you can see the big difference from Gruden to to our new head coach to the New England way. Big difference. So how can you tell just because they got? I mean, I don't know who who what pick makes you think like, oh, this is definitely not a Gruden style kind of pick. The pick when we got a uh, Zamir White or Dylan Farham uh, from Memphis, I don't think Rudin would have gone. Well, he did go with the tackle last year, but these guys are just, they got numbers. Like, Gruden reaches a lot sometimes. Like, when he got these guys from, he loves Clemson players. Hunter Renfro was a hit, you know? But Gruden, sometimes he reaches, and Damon Arnett was horrible. Rugs, we got rugs, but look, he did it to himself, so... I don't know, man. We'll see what Gruden's picks do. Uh, Josh Jacobs was a solid pick, but Clean and Farrell doesn't look like he could pan out to too much, and that's kind of disappointing because he was the fourth overall. And then Jonathan Abrams, we'll see. Can he stay healthy? Can he turn into that dog? We know who he can he can be. I don't know but about that one. Exactly. So I'm excited. I'm excited for this new coaching staff. I'm going to give him a shot, and uh, we'll go from there. So I say uh, overall, let's do B plus. I'll just be fair, B plus. <laughs> That's still yeah. pretty optimistic, I have to oh, say. Yeah. All right, Chris. Well, what do you think about your guys, Alex Pierce? Okay. Come on, um, man. All right, so let me. I'm gonna just look through down this list. Um, <laughs> Looks like you so guys. You know what? I'm, honestly, look. A lot of people rate uh, from what I'm hearing the ratings C, C minus. Um, but I had to look back at some of these guys' tapes, and you know, I'm a, I'm a big Chris Chris. Chris Ballard fan. Um, I, I think he did. He does a great job. He's a great scout. Um, Alec Pierce, man, he's a raw guy, a, a raw receiver. You know, he didn't really produce too much stats throughout his career. I know his last year he put up some numbers, you know, 600 receiving yards, eight touchdowns. Um, but he's still real raw. And I think he's going into like the best possible situation where he could start, you know, um, alongside uh, Michael Pittman. Um, we brought in Reggie Wayne as a receivers coach. Um, he's going to tune his route running up nice. Um, our third, our, our second pick in the draft. Uh, Jelani Wait, hang Woods. on. Hang on. I want to I mm-hmm. talk about Alec Pierce right okay. now. Okay. I'll say he's more of a, like a, a Jordy Nelson type, you know, 6'3", okay. 215. He ran a 4'4", which, which was great as a receiver. Um, but like, like I said, um, a lot of scouts and, you know, um, other other coaches and stuff says route running isn't like up up to like NFL oh, really? level yet. Yeah, okay. that's why I think he's going in with Reggie Wayne, so Reggie Wayne could really, you know, craft his his uh, his route running skills up. But he has great hands, um, jump ball artist. Um, I think it, that one, that pick right there was was a steal to me because um, I think uh, Sky Moore was on the board still, um, and the Colts wanted to go more towards a bigger receiver. Um, they didn't want another small, um, 
type of receiver like Paris Campbell. So they just went more along the the big, big receivers. You know, Matt Ryan likes the big, big receivers and big tight ends. Um, like Jelani Woods, 6'7", tight end, two, 260, great hands, um, good speed for his size. Um, so I think the Colts overall grade I would give them would be a B. Um, and I look back at these um, other guys' um, film, and I think they're really – really raw um, and they could be worked on. Um, Nick Cross was my favorite pick though. Um, a safety from Maryland. This guy reminds me of a, um, of a more polished um, DB um, than, than uh, your boy Jamal Adams. I think he could cover and he could come down and, and lay the wood, man. He, he's a great um, tackler and, and great uh, playmaker, man. So that was my favorite pick. I know we, covered our, our O-line, our tackle needs. Um, we beefed up on our D-line. Um, and we, we got a corner from Yale, too, which surprised me. Yeah, in the um, seventh round, yeah. yeah seventh <laughs> round. Rodney Thomas, man, he uh, supposedly he played linebacker last year for them. Or uh, uh, his junior year, he played linebacker, and then he made the transition to safety um, corner. Um, but I've seen his tape, too, as well. He's, you know, he still needs more work, but he's a great seventh-round pick, you know, Um Curtis Brooks was another guy that I liked, the D tackle from Cincinnati. Um, he tested real well, well in the combine. Um, yeah, two but two Cincinnati so, players. Look at that. Two, two Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, okay. yeah, they went and two Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Had a lot of players in the draft. They year. did. This was the most uh, draft picks they had ever, I believe. Um, yeah. You know, so they the Colts really high on the Cincinnati players. Um, they got a, a Missouri State guy. Um, D2, Youngstown State, D2. Eric Johnson. Um, Eric Johnson. He's a beast, man. I, I looked back at film yesterday on him. Man, he he was in the senior bowl just dominating some of these these good old linemen, man, that, that got drafted high. Um, he's a beast, man. Um, I like Bernard Reinhardt um, from Central Michigan. This dude is an animal, man. He's from um, somewhere from Europe, man. He was a converted tight end to tackle. Um, Austria. So yeah, Austria. Yeah, Austria has some some dogs, man. When I spent my time in Finland, man, you got some big boys up there, man. <laughs> six six. Big boys, man. They're all tall. They they produce great linemen, um, if anything. Um, so yeah, I'm I like the coach picks, man. I, I I like them. I'll give them a B. What about the decision to go with two tight ends? Two tight ends, I like it. You know, Matt Ryan's a, a tight end quarterback. You know, you gotta uh add depth to that tight end um but I thought, you guys, I thought you guys had a uh remember jack doyle retired he retired oh, this he year i didn't know yeah, that and um i think they lost trey burden who was uh a big part for them last year so they had to double up on the tight ends and remember we signed we signed mo ali cox is there so he's going to be our starter yeah um, but from well, what i'm hearing your tight end I'm, jelani yeah. woods is six seven Six seven, and you know what I I believe they're going to use him for is to be more of a run blocker um, on the edge. You know he's a mm -hmm. great blocker. Um, use him as a as an extra tackle. Why not? You know, and I like it. Um, you know, beef up that that line so so JT um, could run through there. And you know the Colts also got a few undrafted guys that I want to put their names out there. I don't know if you guys remember um, Verdell, CJ Verdell from Oregon. They signed. Oh, him. they got him. Undrafted Max Borgie, um, the poor man's Christian McCaffrey um, from Washington State. So they got some Chris Ballard and them. They're doing work over there. They're just trying to find some some um, some raw talent, you know, that they could pick out. You know, not a lot of 
um, GMs and scouts um, probably um, looked at these guys. So, um, Okay, so then give me – I know it's still early. We mm-hmm. just got through the draft. We mm-hmm. haven't even made it through camp or any of the preseason games. But just based off of this draft mm-hmm. and based off of all the offseason moves that the Colts mm-hmm. did this past uh, offseason – Mm-hmm. How, how do you um, think they'll do? You know what? Uh, so I'm going to just be real, real biased. Um, I, I think we have a shot um, to, to easily win this division. Um, I don't I don't really see the only threat I could see for the Colts would be the Titans, you know, but they just lost A.J. Brown. So um, they're going to be leaning more towards that run heavy offense and defense, you know, like like usual, the Brave over there. Um, but I think the Colts they're they're on that that bubble right there still um we just waiting to see you know i i, I said it years time after time you know close to making the playoffs but I, i'm not gonna jinx jinx it again this year so we'll <laughs> see we'll see after the preseason if we're healthy and, and how we're looking um but yeah i think we we got a shot to make it in the playoffs for sure um and make Colts some play noise, the raiders hopefully. this year Coach play the Raiders, and you know me and Every Sean, year, y'all trying play. To, we're trying Every to go year. to that game. You know, it's in Vegas, hey, so we're going we'll, to we'll that game. To we're gonna we're, go. We're gonna go check it out. Um, yeah, we're gonna buy the tickets in like two weeks once they come yes, out. So yes, sir. So Rajiv, Stefan, pull up. You guys want <laughs> man? Change your life. First of all, I just want to say I'm not going to Vegas to watch a USFL game. So oh, <laughs> okay, okay. Shots fired. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> go ahead, Rajiv. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Cowboys. So, so we had a disappointing loss last year to the Niners, and Jerry Jones had a lot to prove in this draft. And he came back and he didn't prove much, to be honest. Um, I think the hardest part was we were watching our arrivals in the division making some splash picks, and we're out here getting people who could be decent players in a couple of years. We had nine picks this year. So, I mean, I think, you know, for the, for the most part, for like, you know, if you just plug and play, could be all right. Um, am I guaranteeing the playoffs? No, because our division is, is pretty matched up at this point. Um, the one thing that Jerry Jones does well, though, is he drafts well. And that's just been historically something that the Cowboys have always done. Since 2002, we have 13 pro bowlers from the first round. Two of those years, two of the last, what is that, 20 years, we didn't even have picks. So, I mean, out of like, you know, eight, nine, eight, nine years, we've, we've, you know, had duds, which is, which is pretty good over a 20 year run. So, you know, the, the picks that I looked at, you know, obviously the first three rounds and then, you know, a couple sprinkled in after there. So our, our number one pick was an offensive tackle, Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. He's actually the youngest uh, offensive lineman we have, uh, and that was in the draft. I think he was 21. So he's going to come in and play, uh, but he's going to play guard. Uh, he's going to play left guard because we lost, uh, you know, Connor McGovern. We've had some holes in that line with just age and injuries, but he's eventually going to grow into a tackle, which he's played in his whole college career. So, you know, he's going to take over Tyron Smith's spot at some point, and, and Smith is definitely showing – his age at this point, he gets injured every single season. If it's not his arm, it's his leg, uh, you know, his neck, his back. I mean, the dude is just a liability, but I mean, he's such a big guy. So of course he's going to get injuries. Tyler Smith is, he's going to be 
good eventually, but I don't think he's going to be anything that we talk about saying, you know, being a pro bowler after the first season, he, uh, you know, he's, he's got a lot to learn on, on the, on the line and, and being a guard, he's going to have to learn a new position a little. So, you know, he's going to have to be able to, to back, to back up to these, you know, defenders. He's going to have to probably, he's not going to do a lot of rotations if you're moving back. And that's one thing that we're going to have to look at this season. Um, our line has been terrible the last three probably like two years. Um, last year, I think we were 12th in, in sacks allowed, which is probably the lowest we've been in probably the last five years. So we definitely need protection up front. I thought you guys always get good linemen. Yeah. It's always, you guys always in free agency in the draft. I thought Cowboys we were the king of getting linemen. We were. So that's why I think, you know, Tyler Smith could be that guy uh, down the road. I don't think, you know, he's going to be, you know, day one. I don't think he's going to be like, you know, He's going to be the next like Travis Frederick or Zach Martin or even a Tyron Smith. Um, I think they wanted to be a Tyron Smith, but you know, he's just not there yet. He's still raw. I mean, like I said, he's 21. He's a young guy. So, you know, maybe down the road, he can be good. Um, I think our line still needs a lot of work. Uh, you know, we've lost a, a good amount of people and uh, to these injuries and obviously Zach Martin retiring, you know, things have really fallen apart on that line. So anyone who says that the, the Cowboys have a, a top, Top offensive line, uh, I definitely don't agree with them. We probably haven't had a top offensive line maybe for the last three years. So, um, you know, going down our, uh, our second-round pick, we got Sam Williams, who's a linebacker at Ole Miss, more of like an edge rusher. So I think he's going to be a good complement to Micah Parsons. Uh, I think Parsons, I think they want to play him a little more inside sometimes, but we learned last year that he's just purely an edge rusher, right? but I think they're trying to save his body too. So they definitely want to beef up that, that linebacker core and, and bring another, you know, strong guy in. The only thing is, is that we have so many holes at linebacker every year due to injury. We went through so many linebackers and, you know, we brought Jabril Cox from, from the practice team. And then I think he got injured right after that. And then we've just been cycling in and out. Leighton Vander Esch had like one good season. Then he got injured. Um, you know, it, it's been tough for the linebackers and Micah Parsons is only the only bright spot. I feel like we've had on defense probably last year. Um, and I think the biggest hole we've had is, is, is always on defense, you know, consecutively over every single year. And that's just been our, been our weak spot. Um, I'm, I'm really worried about the line still, uh, you know, with, with Demarcus Lawrence, he's, he's the only one there and we lost Randy Gregory, which was huge. Um, so, you know, that, that line is going to be, it's going to be tough next year. Our team just keeps getting younger and younger on both sides of the ball. And we're not really getting too much experience out of that. So I don't know, time, time will tell. Um, and then our third round pick, we were trying to replace Amari Cooper and we get Jalen Tolbert. <laughs> never heard of him. South Alabama. Oh, I've never heard of him. I think yeah. he was the, I think he was the offensive player of the year for the Sunbelt Conference. So, <laughs> hey, Sunbelt, Sunbelt, Funbelt, that's what they say. <laughs> hey, if anyone's watching games hey, at 10 o'clock at night, then you might have seen Jalen Tolbert <laughs> running around. But uh, I tell you, I didn't see him. Um, I watched some tape on him, and he's super raw. So, I mean, he's a third round pick. You know, it's it's expected. But the one uh, good bright spot I saw was. This guy's hands are massive. His hands are 10 inches. So it's huge. It's, it's big. That's big. It's bigger than some linemen. So, you know, he's, he's got, he's got some potential, you know, his route running is, is not that smooth that he's pretty clean from the breaks, but I mean, 
you know, he's, he's definitely a work in progress. So, you know, that's someone that we can take a look at maybe a couple years down the road. He's six one. So he's going to be more of like a deep threat. Um, I think he's going to be probably the Cedric Wilson uh, that we had last year, maybe even a Gallup because, you know, Gallup's going to be injured uh, still and out for a couple games. Um, but he's definitely not going to be like a, a top wide receiver for us right now. I think C lamb is still the, the, the number one option, the only option that we have at this point until Gallup comes back. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a tough one too. Um, and then we just go down the list. I mean, you know, we got Jake Ferguson, who's a tight end. Obviously they need a depth from Dalton Schultz. You know, he's your only tight end. So. Wisconsin always has good tight ends. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with, with someone, you know, from, from Wisconsin, I guess that should be good. Um, you know, we, we need just depth there. Um, and then we got an offensive tackle from North Dakota. Six, eight. Big guy, right? North Six, Dakota. Did he, did he play with uh, Trey Lance? No, North Dakota University, not North Dakota oh, State. The, oh, yeah, okay. I never heard it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're they're another small school, FCS. Okay. So, I mean, obvious, obviously, to get you know more depth on the line, he's not going to be an immediate starter. He's going to be someone who's probably a work in progress too. So, we'll see what happens with that. Um, Deron Bland from Fresno State. Do you guys know about this guy? Oh, is he? He's a receiver, right? Bland. No, he's a, yeah, he's a cornerback. He's a cornerback. Corner. Oh, so, okay. Is it Blandin? Bland. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. So I guess the Cowboys only did scouting for one quarterback because this was the only guy that was on their list, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was the only guy they wanted to go after, and they got him in the fifth round. So super physical guy. I mean, I, I think he, he'll probably fit in the system if, you know, if he is physical. Obviously, our cornerbacks, pretty decent last year for the most part. I feel like, you know, Anthony Brown was pretty decent. Um, you know, Jaron Curse was good. Um, I like, and obviously Trayvon Diggs, right. Probably, you know, could be one of the best cornerbacks in the league at this point. Um, yeah, definitely. Right. You know, yeah. I think what he had like seven interceptions last year. So yeah. uh, some of those were, were easy interceptions, but you know, he's, he's a, he's a good, he's a good young guy. And that's someone that we need where we have that experience, at least that, that motivation on the, on the other side of the ball to, to kind of just keep that, that positive momentum going. So I think that's a good start. Um, but you know, I don't think it fills any holes, to be honest. And then, and then we go down the line. Damon Clark from LSU. Uh, this guy will be another work in progress because he had spinal fusion surgery, so he probably mm. won't even play for another year, maybe even longer. Um, so we'll see. That's a flyer. John Ridgeway, who's a defensive tackle from Arkansas, he can play immediately because we don't really have anyone on the line, to be honest. Um, you had to get so, someone from Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. That's, that's very <laughs> The dumb. SEC. Yeah. He's like, I need to get one from my alma mater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we, then we rounded off with another linebacker from Oklahoma state, Devin Harper. So, you know, the one thing that I really wish that the Cowboys had gone after was a running back, to be honest. And mm. obviously Ezekiel Elliott has not performed for the last two, maybe three years, you could say. Uh, last year was terrible. Uh, he, his, his snap count keeps going down every single year. Uh, um, you know, we're giving the ball to Tony Pollard now, but Tony Pollard is now on a contract year. So if Tony Pollard has a great season, what do we do? Do we have to resign him? Do we lose him? And then we don't have any depth for Ezekiel or do we trade Ezekiel Elliott? I mean, I think that's a huge concern for us. And I'm yeah. really surprised that we didn't even draft anyone 
real deep in the, in the draft just to protect something from there. Um, and then, you know, I, I really just wish that we had gone a little more defensive heavy, uh, you know, on the line, to be honest. I don't think we've really got anyone that at least higher that, that we could have gone after. Um, you know, it's nice to get another linebacker, but I feel like we can get linebackers all day long. I mean, you know, the Ravens are out here getting people from D2, D3 schools. So, I mean, we could have gotten someone in the fourth round or something and maybe oh. just, you know, bust, bolstered up the defensive line. So, so what's your grade? Honestly, I'll say like a C minus. Uh, I don't think it's good. I, I honestly don't think that the team that we have right now is, is built to win at any level. I, I, I don't even know if we can win our own division, to be honest. So, mm. you know, it's, it's tough. You know, the Eagles look good. The Eagles, you know, did, did work on, on draft day. Jalen Hurts, you know, it's going to be up to him, honestly, because if he plays well, they'll play well. If he doesn't play well, that team's going to be terrible. But New York can still – you know, do well too. They, they, as long as they're healthy, Daniel Jones, as long as he just, you know, kind of keeps the ball moving, Saquon doesn't get injured. And then the commanders, I mean, they're not yeah. that bad, honestly. They had a they pretty have, good draft too. I have to and say. they have a, a good draft. And they mm-hmm. have a great defense coming back too. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's going to be very tough for the Cowboys to, to win a lot of games. And our season always is tough. You know, we always have one of the highest strength of schedule. So, it doesn't get any easier for us. So I, I C minus might be even be even nice to be honest, because I feel like a, everyone that we got was more of a work in progress than a, a win now or anything that we can do. And, you know, that's kind of disappointing since we did sign Dak to a big contract uh, and want him to win. And same thing with Zeke we've had, we have him on contract. So I believe 2026. So, you know, we're wasting these guys, guys uh guys contracts to be honest in, in my opinion because you know this is not a super world contending team at all so then how much longer does a zeke and dak pro- uh project go for when is this it, when is it time to blow it up i think this is the last year honestly wow. i think zeke i think zeke i think zeke is is really getting to dak is dak is going to be there um you can't just replace dak immediately and as much as i've had my struggles with dak it's it's hard to replace dak i mean he came out, he came back after that huge injury and, you know, put up an almost MVP season last year. So, I mean, he's proven, he knows what he can do. Zeke, uh, you know, his body is just, he fluctuates, you know, he was big when he came in the NFL, lost a lot of weight. He got his speed and agility and he still can't do anything. He can't hit the holes. You know, he, he's, he's not even, you know, fast enough when he's in the open field, Tony Pollard is a great compliment back. Every time Tony Pollard touched the ball, he was always breaking away for a run or, you know, you know, breaking through the middle. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of sad that you get a guy like him in there and, you know, you pay, you know, Zeke $90 million and he can't even get you a thousand yards. So I I think that's a little disappointing. I I think he's gone after the season if he doesn't put up numbers, but with Tony Pollard there, he's not going to put a big numbers because they don't want him to, you know, be the bell cow if you don't have to be. So his, his stats aren't going to be inflated. We're going to have to just see, like, you know, I, I think we're going to have to see, like, some glimpse of the greatness that he had before for us to want to stay with him. Uh, but I guess we'll, we'll have to see what the season looks like. Well, it's kind of depressing because I like Dak. I was hoping that – I mean, I knew you guys probably weren't going to win a Super Bowl with them, but I would <laughs> I would have liked to see him win, like, a, like a division all game or something, get to an NFC title. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the thing is, is that, you know, all these teams keep getting better and we keep, you know, regressing, you know, we always take like five steps forward and 10 steps back. And 
that's the hard thing. And I feel like our team goes so up and down. It's a roller coaster every season. Like it's hard to, it's hard to like gauge where we're going to be at because we can finish the season strong. And then we just, you know, come into this division game or wildcard game um, or this wildcard game usually and just, you know, co like we've never played a game in our life. So Oh, yeah, man, I like Zeke too, man. So I feel like he's uh, ever. I was watching him in Hard Knocks, and I'm. I don't know what's going he's on. Good with guy, him. man. Yeah. I, I just. Uh, I think he might need to lead the Cowboys. Honestly, if he doesn't do good this year, I think you got to move on. But I love your defense, your linebacker, man. He's uh the Michael uh, Parsons. Sophomore. Michael Parsons, so good, bro. I think mm-hmm. he's like a franchise player. The Cowboys, see, the Cowboys is like always like the Raiders. Like we have an okay line, and then our defense <laughs> is always like, like holes. That's true. And you know what I'm saying we're very similar. But this year, like our defense has definitely stepped up. Last year, off Max Crosby killed it. But yeah, the Cowboys, man, it's just oh, I don't know, man. I think Jerry Jones goes to sell that damn team or something. It's just no, he should just stop. He should stop drafting. He should he stop just managing. Just stop, I agree. He should just stop drafting, and it'll never happen. But I mean, the day that he dies or relinquishes, you know, his, his, his power to someone else and bring in a GM is the day we'll probably start winning again, to be honest, or, or to have like, you know, a, a, a real good future. Cause he just, he just like, go, he's like, Hey, like he just goes with the wind and he's like, yeah, this, this is what I want to do. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason behind it, which is terrible. You know, I, as, as well as we drafted, it's, it's been actually kind of scary to see how, how we've been still somewhat competitive, but when it comes to the playoffs, you know, we're just like non-existent. So then you're predicting what third in the division, second? I'd say, I'd say cusp second, second and third. I feel okay. like everyone's going to be pretty close. You know, I think, I think everyone could be eight and eight or eight and nine, nine and eight, you know, no one's going to have, no one's going to come out there and win 10 games or 11 games. I can tell you that right now. I think it's going to be real close, but you know, maybe someone in there is is going to get, you know, maybe nine games uh, and that'll win the division. But you're not going to see a team from from the East uh, getting a wild card for sure. I can tell you that. Santiago, what do you see for the Raiders at base? <laughs> it's, hey. it's funny, like, asking this question because I already know what this guy's going to say. Oh, we're going Super Bowl. Well, every year, every, everyone <laughs> should think their team has a chance to go to the Super Bowl. No, because we got to be real biased, man. Now, well, you know, like, but my team really, uh, I think out of all four teams, Cowboys and Seahawks ain't doing nothing this year. Complete honest. It's really the Colts have a shot, you know, because they look good this, last year, but they dropped the ball against the Jaguars, you know, and. I don't, I don't, I don't like Matt Ryan. I think he's old, and and I just Man, don't you, think you say that to all quarterbacks. <laughs> no, hold up, I don't think he's gonna take you to the promised land. That's just my opinion. You just got your awesome defense. You got Reggie Wayne as a coach, and you got that running back. That's that can only take you so far. But old man, he has to, he has to get the passes down the field. Like he, he, you got to protect him. If you don't protect him, Seahawks, it's over. You're done. The Colts have one of the best lines. What are you talking about? Yeah, they yeah. So, so let, let's see. You know, okay. um, but. But the Raiders, man, we're really like what we did last year when no one thought we were going to make the playoffs. It was just so magical. And me being there at that last game and, oh, my God, Justin Herbert. If Justin Herbert won that game, you guys, I would have been so sad. I would have blacked out in Vegas on the strip, waking up at the Pink Flamingo or something. But it was it's we have a lot of promise, man. We uh, Derek Carr got signed. He got his best friend in town and we're excited. 
I'm really excited. I was Stefan. I was looking at our undrafted uh players mm-hmm. uh, for the Raiders, bro. We we got old. We got Chris uh Chris Hall's boy from USC, which I'm really what is that? What see. is that? Uh, Troy Palomalo's uh, cousin. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Isaiah Palomalo. Yeah, we got a tight end, uh, defense alignment, and we got bro. We got a quarterback, Sam Webb. But check this out, Garbers. quarterback. Chase Chase Garvers from Cal. I knew it. I him up. Bro, you know he's a bum. I am surprised. Man, he, he's not a bum. I was looking at his stats. He he actually was the best Pac-12 quarterback. Look, if you look at it, <laughs> bro. He's one of the, No, look at his stats. <laughs> yeah, but it, it didn't even give him a bowl game. So what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's because the overall Cal's not a, a great school uh football program right now. You know. I'm just really surprised Josh McDaniels is giving, it's giving uh, Chase Scarbers a shot, you know? You know, um, he'll put him through camp, and then, you know, if anything, just cut. Then he get cut. Then he get yeah. cut. Yeah. <laughs> but we, yeah. we need uh, – we because our backup is old boy from the 49ers. Um, what's his name? Uh, those backup to Garoppolo that came in. You guys remember? Mullins or Mullins, yeah, our Mullins right now because <laughs> we lost Mariota to Mullins, Atlanta. Oh, he has to go, and so we got Mullins and Chase Carbers is number three. So I'll take that okay. Car okay. Mullins and Carbers. So, uh, man, I'm. So what I'm are you excited. predicting? I want to hear it. Uh, just I mean, and we're not gonna hold you to it. Obviously, this is like I said, this is before you know, this is before camp, this is before preseason. But I just want to hear. Based off, oh. based off based off season draft, a way too early prediction of what oh. you think the Raiders will accomplish this season. Well, if you listen to last year's podcast, I was right on my predictions out of everyone that predicted. You know what I'm saying? I well, told you, you said we're going you number s- two, and we became number two. You know what I'm saying? Is that yeah? You so, guys ended up number two. So okay. so I'm I think we're going number two again. I just don't know who's going to be number one. It might be the Chargers, might be KC, it might be Broncos, but I feel like we're going to make the playoffs again. And we're going to be number two. But at the end of the day, it all depends on health, you guys, as we all know it. If teams don't stay healthy towards the end of the year, it's just it's going to be so hard. But, you know, we almost beat the AFC champs, you know, Burrow. That was a I heard the whistle and <laughs> and fucking D car. If he doesn't throw interception in the end zone, that goes into overtime, goes to coin flip. So I'm excited. You guys, you guys got to go to Allegiant Stadium. It is crazy cracking i can't wait to play the colts in allegiant and uh we play the seahawks regime in seattle but for the seahawks uh i don't know what i see this is a this is going to be a very interesting team because i honestly i like drew lock coming out of college i saw him play at missouri and i thought he was a pretty good quarterback i thought he was like kind of he had like a Johnny Menzel kind of finesse to him like he got swag for sure like he would like find his way out of like when the pocket was collapsing, he'd like find a way to get out of it and make a throw down the field for a touchdown. Like he was pretty good in college. And I was like, and he has an arm. He's just inaccurate. And I don't know what Denver did to him, but I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, like I would watch him in Denver and I'm like, man, he doesn't look that good. So I think this is the perfect, I think Seahawks are in a perfect position. Give this kid a shot. Let's see if he can prove it. Cause this is it for him. If he doesn't make it with the Seahawks, he's either going to be, you know, a career second, third stringer, or maybe end up in the USFL, you know, XFL. Um, or whatever. So it's like, this is his last chance. And I think he knows that. So uh, let's give him a shot, see what he can do. You know, best case scenario, we're competitive in the division and maybe make the playoffs. Worst case scenario, we're asked, we get to develop all this young talent we have. And next year, like I said, go for a, uh, 
Go for a Bryce Williams. Or, I'm sorry, not Bryce. Mm-hmm. Go for a Caleb Bryce, Williams yeah. or uh, or Bryce Young Bryce or Young. CJ CJ Stroud. You know, there's a lot of good talent uh, in quarterback coming out next year. You should just tank for the quarterback. Uh, you know, just you know what, you know what, though, Steph. I, Drew Lock does get a, another shot. I don't think he's played a full season since he was with Denver, anyway. So you know, wasn't last did. season a full season? I don't think so. I think he's no, still no. with Teddy Bridgewater, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So I mean, ago. yeah. So I think I think you know. I remember a couple of years ago, I said that you know Josh Allen was going to be he was going to be real good, and everyone's like, "Nah, this dude's terrible. He's going to be so bad." And this guy comes out and does MVP season. So you know, you never know. I mean, Drew Locke is still young. He's going to be with Pete Carroll. You know that that changes perspective. He's actually under a decent coach for once. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, he's, it, he's got another shot. So, you know, he's a big guy, he's six, four, he's young. He's, he's definitely, he's definitely a, a good compliment to that team. So you never know, man. I, I think he, he I'm could be you know, the best. I don't want to see him fail. He's got, yeah. He's got one season to, to prove it. Mm-hmm. And God, they go out and get a quarterback. So, I mean, you know, it's not, it's not a total bust and you guys don't even, you know, it doesn't really matter who your quarterback is half the time, you know. Yeah, Russell, we're running the ball ten times yeah. out of eleven. So yeah, Russell Wilson only started throwing the ball a few years ago. Before that, you know, everything was <laughs> everything was short. No, for everything real, was play action pass, play action and yeah. digs, and yeah, you know. So I mean, they don't really need a, a big, you know, strong arm or anything like that. They just need a guy to move the ball down the field. Yeah, and be clutch on third down. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see how it goes. I I I think uh a six and eleven season is what we're looking at, seven and ten, just because we do kind of have a difficult schedule. We are playing the AFC West. Um and then yeah, as a, NFC. So, yeah. yeah, so and we got the NFC West, of course, our own division. So I think it's gonna be a really tough schedule for us this season, um, playing some of the top Super Bowl contenders. All right, so uh, so for our final question, let's take a look at these uh, this rookie class of quarterbacks for the 2022 season. So uh, who do you guys think is going to be the most successful, let's say, in the next uh, three to four years? Santi, who do you think? You know what? Let me think about it. I'm going to pass that to Seahawks because I'm, I'm looking at it. Out of this yeah, I, I got to take Go a ahead, look Seahawks. too. But I'm going to just off the top of the head, um, I'm going to probably say – uh, Kenny Pickett will probably be the, the starter um, sooner than any other quarterback. Um, you know, uh, Mitch Trubisky's the starter right now, I guess. Um, I think Kenny Pickett will end up starting somewhere, you know, in between that that three to four game mark, maybe a little bit later, um, just to see, you know, how Trubisky will be. But yeah, Kenny Pickett, you know, he's staying at home, you know, that, that brings you a uh, um, a lot of excitement and stuff. So I think Kenny Pickett will definitely be, um, I don't think any, I don't think Willis will really be playing anytime soon. Um, I mean, you never know. Ryan Tannehill yeah, on his you, way you never, out. Yeah. And a lot know, of people but, like Malik Willis. A lot of people like them. Yeah. I don't know um, why. So the, so, so the, the reason why I, I believe Malik Willis is, I, I've heard he doesn't have like the leadership type of, um, role like the quarterback should, you know, he's a younger quarterback. Um, so we'll see um, from, and, you know, coming from Liberty, a small college, um, we'll see how he handles the league his first, you know, year um, and in camp and stuff. But yeah, Kenny Pick is definitely the, the, the more um, polished quarterback, I would say. Um, um, yeah. So I'll say Kenny. Kenny? Mm-hmm. All right. I'll, I'll go next. I think, 
I think Desmond Ritter. Ooh. I think um, if if as a Seahawks fan, if if we were going to pick a quarterback, I was hoping it'd be Ritter. Um, I watched him play a lot at Cincinnati. You know, there's a lot of times where like I would bet against them because like when they would play like Notre Dame, when they played uh, Houston, when they played when Cincinnati had like a team that was going to challenge them, I always thought they would fall. And I would watch all their games and Desmond Ritter, like, even though they would get down in the game, he would just always bring them back. He stayed composed. He made good reads. He had, um, he has a nice arm and he has the leadership qualities that you want in a quarterback. And he's a four-year starter. So a lot of game reps. And um, yeah, I just think, I think he's going to do really well in Atlanta. Uh, obviously Matt Ryan is on his way out. So Desmond, I don't know who what other quarterbacks Atlanta has on their roster but I think Desmond Ritter will win the job and I think uh who Mariota you got Mariota yeah he's not gonna win the job yeah Mariota I like I like Mariota you know I I liked him when he was in college I was hoping he'd get uh more reps as a Raider but I just Mm -hmm. I just think you know you don't draft a guy like Ritter and just have him sit um, cause what can you learn from a guy like Mariota really? But I mean, we'll see. Um, but I think, I think Ritter's going to have a nice career. He can run obviously against Alabama, you know, he, he did all that he could, but Alabama is a different beast. So, um, yeah, I think Desmond Ritter's going to have a great career and, um, I hope he does well. Oh, I mean, shout out to the boy, Matt Corral, obviously Latino brethren yeah. from mm-hmm. right here from Ventura. I hope he does well. Hey, that's my pick. I think Matt Corral is going to be the best quarterback out of that whole draft. Because I think okay. Pat, I, I would think say the same. The best place. No, it's the best place for him. Because I don't no. trust that coach. What? That they coach don't is got unproven. They don't got any weapons. Like besides Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, they, got, they got McCaffrey. You know. No, don't it's even talk about DJ Moore. No, don't oh, even yeah, talk. DJ. DJ Moore drops the ball. Because he was on my fantasy team last year. That guy uh, raised my blood pressure every fucking day he was playing. Because this guy just couldn't catch and then they also got uh what, robbie anderson like yeah man robbie he's anderson trash up. trash he's on and off so care i just don't i don't trust sit. that coach that's actually that's regime's guy regime's guy is robbie anderson so he would know um how he is how his productive <laughs> no, he is <laughs> yeah i mean robbie's good he's, he's skinny yeah. and lanky but i mean he's, he's a good quality like consistent receiver and he's done it without quarterbacks too so mm-hmm. And I felt bad for Matt Carell because he said uh, he he was open and honest when he was getting uh, interviewed by the teams. He said he suffered with uh, mental illness and or from depression, and he had a drinking problem. So mm-hmm. that's why people say he fell in the draft because teams weren't totally comfortable with that of his drinking problem and his uh, depression, which kind of sucks, you know. But I think his parents said, "Hey, just be honest," you know. You, you're, you're going to get far, farther with being honest than just lying through your teeth. But I don't know. I think uh, I think he's going to sit for a couple of years, and we'll see. He Because I don't want him to start. I want him to learn the system. I, I, I'm still a firm believer that rookie quarterbacks should not really start if they're not really ready. Nah. Uh, we've seen too many injuries happen, too many um, careers end. Um, other than – other than the guy from Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, where he had a nasty injury and man, he came back stronger than ever. But that's such a like rare case where like a quarterback gets hurt his rookie year and he comes back stronger. You know, I still think quarterbacks like that should sit one year, learn the system and then ball out, in my opinion. 
So I'm picking Matt Corral. Unless you're like a Justin Herbert or like a Lamar Jackson or something like that. I think it depends. It's, it's different for everyone. Yeah, like, it just I really mean, depends. I don't yeah. think Matt Corral, you know, he's he's not like, you know, that that transcendent yeah. player to come in and be like, hey, I'm going to win you a Super Bowl. So I, I get that. Um, I, I can definitely see him sitting a year right? or two. A couple years, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's completely fine. Um, and also, I think he was just so hyped in college that people thought he was going to win a Heisman and stuff. And maybe that had to do something with drinking problem. Honestly, like there's just so much pressure. So, yeah, you know, that kind of sucks, man. Like it, it's it's tough. Um, and you, at the end of the day, you're playing with Ole Miss. So it's like, yeah. You know, um, but my my quarterback is is the same thing with Steph, man. Desmond Ritter, I like him. Um, mm. I think he's I think he's going to be really good. This season's going to be tough, you know, and mainly because uh, Calvin Ridley's not there. So I think that's going to be hard because he's suspended all season. But when he comes back, man, I feel like I feel like Sick. him and Ridley could be nice. Uh, he's got a strong arm. He's super accurate. He's super composed. I think he could honestly be the steal of the draft. I think the the, the Falcons could come back pretty crazy. And yeah, and Cordero Patterson, that could be a three-headed monster right there, you know, in, in a year. Um, I, I could definitely see that, them doing some real good things once once they have their their core core players, you know, just kind of like oiled up and ready. And of go. course your tight end. Yeah, exactly. What's his name? I forgot. Yeah, what's that dude's name? The first round pick uh, last year Pitt, from Alabama. Oh, yeah, Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Pitts. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Pitts. and he didn't even turn it on until the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. He started actually throwing the ball to him. He right? was dominant. Yeah, and then he became super dominant because he's more of a receiver than a tight end anyway. Yeah. So yeah, he'd be, that'd be crazy. But it's it's Mariota's it's Mariota's team though this year for sure. Yeah. So he's and they were, we don't we don't know till camp. They were they were comparing no Ritter to. No way, yeah, Ritter's gonna be Mariota, bro. Mariota. You know what? Bro, everyone thought bro. everyone thought Matt Flynn was gonna be the starter when we paid all that money to get him, and then Russell Wilson comes into camp and beats him. You don't know anything till till camp. That's Matt Flynn, bro. Bum. Russell Wilson's, you know, he's like. I mean, Mariota. Mariota has been a starter for like yeah. three years, so it's kind of he's gonna be rusty for sure. Honestly, like you know, the, the Falcons could just be tanking honestly this season and just you know <laughs> chalking it up. I mean, kinda, their defense is whack still. Yeah, I mean, it's but, still look bad. At, but look at their division. The you know the Bucks are gonna Bucks, probably win the. Saints, the Bucks are probably gonna Saints. win it. You know, yeah. the Saints are rebuilding too. They have mm-hmm. a the brand new team. Panthers you know, not good. Panthers not good. I think the Bucks are gonna. Easily win that division, so mm-hmm. I think I think the Falcons have a year where they can take off, make sure yeah. everyone comes back healthy, because they'll they'll be probably one of the top teams, probably the top team in the division next season after <laughs> after this season. Yeah, because if Brady oh, leaves, that's yeah, it. Brady, it's, if Brady it's pretty much up in the season. air. It's yeah, pretty it's, much up in the air. Yeah, Brady, Brady's coming back next year. Watch, he's yeah. he's like fuck Christian McCaffrey is gonna be injured for the rest of his career. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, if they keep running them like that, definitely. Um, they need to ease up on him this keep, year for sure. Keep giving the ball to my boy Cordell Patterson. It'll be straight. Yeah, I know. I, I saw you him love kill it Cordell for you. Patterson. He's like, and they he's drafted okay. a receiver too. I think Atlanta yeah, did this they year. Got, they, uh, dra- they got Drake. They draft? Oh yeah, dra- what dra- the three headed monster with him, Ridley, and and uh, Patterson. Yeah, that, Atlanta's gonna, gonna be, be nice. I'm that's telling you, let, let Ritter start. If I was Atlanta, let Ritter start. Make all his mis- mistakes. Learn the system, and then next season when Calvin Ridley comes back, he's ready. Dude, they're going to be nice. Go. They're going to be nice. Yeah. Well, who's their running back? Cordell Patterson. Is yeah. he going to be the, oh, he, the yeah. day one starter running back? Hell yeah. What? So he's a fully transitional running back now. Yeah. 
He was really oh, good. Wow. I, okay, I want to see that this year. I want to see how he, he takes these hits. That's what he did this last season. That's he, what he was doing. He was no, nah, but he he had like six six carries, nah. seven carries. Nah, like, that was more than that. Cordell bro. Patterson was killing it for Rajiv. I but saw. I know, literally, but he was literally receiving on the receiving. He was doing both, man. He was doing okay. everything. He was literally okay. there. He was that literally there at his age. That shocks me because he. Oh. Yeah, because yeah, I remember I was hard. like, fucking Rajiv, how does he have a receiver that's a running No, back? man, he'll score like, like 40 <laughs> points every game. I'm like, Rajiv. <laughs> bro, because Cordell Patterson was with the Raiders, and he was like a receiver, bro. Like, we bro, just he was a receiver a... with the Vikings. He was yeah, yeah. So he was a receiver like, everywhere else. How did he bro, make bro. the switch so bro. late, and now he's balling? Like, he just well, called me up. It. He was like, yo, Rajiv, I'm going to be running back, but draft me as a receiver <laughs> real quick. And, and that's because he's so heavy, man. He's like. Just like Debo, Debo is two twenty. Uh, and he's doing kick Wells. returns. He's doing kick yeah, returns. Man, he's yeah, man, he's the he's the best player on the field. Best Hell player, yeah. hands down. He's so uh, good. It's because he hasn't cut his dreads yet. It's still good luck. You know? <laughs> he's still flying. <laughs> still flying. Yeah, we'll see about the Falcons, man. Drake Linda. I want to see how he turns out. So yeah. you're right, you're right. But I'm excited to see Mariota, and they got Koo. Do they still got the Asian kicker? Koo? Yeah, yeah. They young signed way. him. Young so, way, yeah, man. So that's a the helmets to some young, some young talent. So, all right, gentlemen, we have come to the conclusion of this, uh, of this edition of the bonus room where we talk the NFL 2022 draft. Now, get ready, guys, because in the fall we will be meeting again to discuss our predictions for the NFL for the 2022 NFL season. So. Let's get it going, man. Summer's on the way. It's going to be here before we knew, know it. Has Hard Knocks released what team they're going to do? Oh, no. I was going to say, I want no. everyone to choose what Hard Knocks is going to, what team they're going to pick. Okay, so I'll start with Stefan. You pick just a wild guess. Who do you think the Hard Knocks is going to pick? Get the fuck out of here. They're okay, no, no. That's his, that's his team. Let him go. No. All right, now it's, okay. now it's Denver. Denver. <laughs> okay, I, you know what? I'm, I'm with the Jets. Who Ooh. wants to see the Jets? I mean, Ooh, I the Jets, the Jets, the, the, the third Jets hard knocks or the second? It's the second, I believe. The second. Okay. They did I, with Mark I, Sanchez. I believe they're bringing the Jets back. So play we'll like see. a fucking Jet. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rajiv, definitely not going back to Cowboys. No, I want to see the Browns, man. What? The who? The Browns? Oh, Deshaun. Okay. I think that would be good TV to see Deshaun. It will probably Ooh. give him. It'll want to see the hidden camera in the training room. I, think, massage therapy. <laughs> massage therapy. I think it'll be. I honestly think it'll be good for his image to like to see more. Boost him back up. Huh? Yeah, I think it'll help honestly. And you know, with them, like you know, and if Baker's still on the team, just to see that dynamic. I think there's a Ooh. lot of stuff going. I think I think it would be interesting to watch the Browns. That, that drama too, huh? Like, yeah, I think it would be fun. It would be good TV. Okay, Stefan, you said the Seahawks for real, for real? That's what you want to yeah, see? Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to That's... see them. But I know Pete Carroll, okay. he, he says he doesn't want cameras in his locker room. So. There's nothing uh, interesting to watch, though. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see how Pete Carroll, you know, gets these guys to buy in every year um, and then eventually, like, fatigues them. Because there's a cycle where, like, the new guys that come in, they're, they buy in right away, compete. And and always win and you know coming into practice every day with this fiery attitude they do like weird like like tic tac toe competitions just to like get your competitive like your competitive levels up um but then after like three four years players get sick of it and I'm like man shut up Pete like, <laughs> <laughs> like shut up bro you're tired of that like, nice I know so I'm curious to see that but I mean no I mean uh for drama I guess Rajiv's right Cleveland would would be definitely interesting. 
Um, trying to think who's uh, what about Chargers. the Falcons? What about the Chargers? Falcons? Like, nah, you guys, you don't I think, think Chargers Falcons? would be, I think Chargers would be good too. Oh, yeah, that would be a good one to go back to LA because okay. the Rams just won, the Chargers mm-hmm. are good. But look, uh, other than the Raiders, because I think the Raiders should get another shot because mm-hmm. Gruden was that was last year in Oakland, but now we're in Vegas, so it's gonna be a whole new dynamic. I think the Raiders should get uh, visited pretty soon. But check this out. I'm curious. I always want to see if they want to go to Jacksonville just to see, like, what kind of – what's their operation, the disarray, with the <laughs> sunshine, uh, Doug Peterson. I would just kind of want to see what's going on with them, like, just from top to bottom. Bro, so they're was, probably playing, like, tic-tac-toe. They're like, hey, this, this is what we're going to pick. Yeah, you know, like, throw a dartboard for the plays they're going to take for the, that week. But but I I want them honestly I think they should go to Buffalo I think Buffalo would be sick this year because of I like what they, and how they lost and with Josh Allen man so I think I think Buffalo would be sick and then maybe Miami too now that Tyreek mm. is there you got Tua that'd, that'd be, be kind of cool I like Miami actually that's a, that's yeah a good one. so Miami, Miami or Buffalo or the Raiders I think those three they should pick right there Miami Miami actually sounds really interesting actually. yeah right yeah. but Buffalo sounds good because they they never been there in the history and you know that's tables break in you know it's gonna be good so no, i mean what would be really interesting would be kansas city or pittsburgh you know those are two teams that like are kind of untouchable like i don't think hard knocks would ever do them because of how consistent those coaches are and i, I can never see andy reed or mike tomlin being like yeah let's bring cameras in here and let's reveal our secrets and how we're two to winning this like franchises in the past 20 years so i don't know true, that would true. be cool i would like I to see kansas pittsburgh city. Yeah, after losing all those players, I think Kansas City would be interesting too. Mm-hmm. And then just to see Patrick Mahomes, that'd be that'd be cool. I just don't want to see his wife or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a whole or episode. Or that'd man, be a whole man. episode, man. Just about Jackson Mahomes and that. Man, that's so bad for Patty. He needs to get out of there. <laughs> but all right, guys. Well, all once right. again, thank you for joining us tonight um, on this special edition of the bonus room uh chris hall do you want to go ahead and give us your socials mr coach chris yeah christopher l hall um coach chris aka uh thanks thanks for having inviting me on guys again you know it's gonna be another great um football season and uh hopefully all our teams succeed all right thank you sir and rajiv you want to shout out any of your socials sir uh ask underscore jeeves all I do is post about my baby now and sports occasionally. It's a cute, baby. Yeah. And I'm mad. I'm mad we didn't do any uh, baseball uh, lead ups to the season. That would have been fun. And I'm, I'm playing fantasy baseball this year. Oh, nice. Dodgers. All I've the never way met back. anyone who plays fantasy baseball, Rashid. A lot of work, man. <laughs> a lot of work. I know. Rashid, you don't play no fantasy hockey. Stop playing. I don't. I don't. Ooh. I mean, who does who does that? Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. those, I those do that for, for a 40-game season. It's a waste of time. All right. Damn. Hey, well, thanks, you guys. Thanks for pulling it up, man. This is a great episode. Can't wait Cheers for football. Thank you. Thank you, guys, again. All right. Thanks, Until man. next time, everyone, everyone, we will see you again. All right. Peace out, All everyone. Right. Have a good Peace. night. Peace out. Right, you too. Peace.